ಮಜ್ಞಾನತಿಮಿರಂದ್ಯಾಜನಾಶಲಾಕಯಚಾಕ್ಷುರುನ್ಮಿಲಿತ್ರಮತ್ರಸ್ವರೂಪಂ ರಾಧಾಕುಂಡಂಗಿರಿಪರಮಹೋರಾಧಿಕಮಧಾವಶಂ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತೀತ್ರೀಪಾಯ್ರೀಗುರು ತಸ್ಮೆ ವಂಚಕಲ್ಪತರೂಭ್ಯಕೃಪಾಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯೈವೀತೇಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ನಿಖಿಲಾಶ್ರುತಿಮೌಲಿರತ್ನಮಲದ್ಯುತಿ ನಿರಾಜಿತಪಂಕಜಂತ ಆಜೀಮುಕ್ತಕುಲೈರುಪಶ್ಯಾಮಂಪರಿತಶ್ರಮಿಣಾಮಶ್ರಯಾಮಿ ಸದಾರಿದೇಖಂದರೇಸ್ಫುರಂಬಿತಾಬುಜೋಕನಕಾವದಾಶ್ವಾಂಬರೋಧ್ವಿಜಾಬರೋಜುಗಧಾರ್
unlimited topics. <laughs> if there are topics about the unlimited by nature, they have to be unlimited. There is never enough what we can say about unlimited. That's what the Vedanta Sutra says, the fifth sutra in the beginning, it says, Ikshate Nashabda. So sometimes that's translated as we cannot say anything about the absolute. It's too, the absolute is too much. <laughs> and our words are like what? No? Or sometimes our chairs have translated online is we can never say enough. We will try our best, but we'll never say enough. No? So that will be the 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 mixed feelings we will have. I'm trying to say as much as I can, but I can always say more. So talking about Krishna gives full satisfaction, but since there's always more to be said, there is this flavor of divine dissatisfaction that is never completed. No? That's why sometimes Chara say, we'll put the katha to rest for a minute. But they are not saying we are concluding. No? We have finished talking about this. That will be that shows that there was no harikata before those words. <laughs> But putting Harikata to rest means that's an unlimited thing and it's ongoing. So we can never conclude. So I'm I'm saying this because as we were talking this day with Krishna Chandra Prabhu, it's not like we can finish any topic ever. So it's not okay. We will talk about Gorga Dadar in the next days. Do not think ever, okay, now I know it all about Gorga Dadar. We are concluded the conversation. The more we talk, the more we will feel we are just like starting to open the gates to this unlimited realm. But but that's the beauty of it. No? The more that unlimited gate opens, it shows us there's no end to how much we can dive into that ocean. That's why the spiritual world has to exist, <laughs> so to say, to allow eternally doing those things that we are already doing and without the stop and without feeling satiated feeling that's it it's over the very meaning of the one of the words for the absolute is for god is brahman brahman krishna is known as para brahman in the bhagavatam many times so, on the root, the datu of the word Brahman is brim, brim hati, and brim means to expand, to grow. <laughs> so that's interesting. No? The root of the word for the divine is to grow and to expand, implying he's constantly evolving, growing, unfolding, expanding. So how much we can talk about such realm that is in constant unfolding and evolution. We can just touch one point of an unlimited line, Srila Siddhamraj will say. That's our hope today. Let's just contact one point of an unlimited line. That will be enough to... <laughs> Drown us basically one one drop, as our chairs will say. No, Srila Rupa Goswami named his book Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and Vishwanath Chakravartaku was quick to author his own verse, his own commentary with the word Bindu. Mm -hmm. No, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Bindu, 
Rupa Goswami wrote an, about the ocean of Bhakti Rasa and Vishwanath brought one drop from that ocean. To show just one drop, I mean, what's a drop from that ocean? Just a drop is like, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. So one drop of dot quality, <laughs> we are done with one drop. So that's what we are. <laughs> He says something else, right? <laughs> I, I want the translation. Drowning all the universe with one drop. Okay, thank you. Whenever he's adding some masala to my confess, <laughs> be generous. And, huh? yeah. I'm just saying with salt and, and oil, but he's putting gram masala to everything. So, yeah. So please share those flavors with me also. Yeah. So that's our hope today, just to be sprinkled with at least one drop from that ocean. Like try to stand close to the ocean as example. So even if we are not able to jump into the ocean and swim in its depths, just trying to get closer and when the waves hit the shore, like some some drops you know, can sprinkle and bless our lives. So anyhow, so we are talking about this most oceanic kata, Gaur Gadar, Gadai kata, Gadadar Tattva. Now, there are so many, if you will, categories of Harikata, if you will. No? You can talk about Siddhanta, you can talk about Lila, you can talk about the glories of Harikata in itself is a form of Harikata. <laughs> no? To talk about Harikata is a, a certain way of Harikata. There are so many departments in the Harikata temple. So we are today entering in a very confidential chamber of Harikata. Gadadhar no? Kata. It's like, okay, that's like the inner sanctum, so to say. <laughs> so today, today in the morning, we were sharing a few words about the position of Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? He's the most important figure in the most important Leela. Hmm? Although he may be the last mentioned, which actually speaks about the confidentiality of that person. Hmm? That someone is not to mention, it doesn't mean it's not so important. Probably it means exactly the opposite. <laughs> Something so intimate, so confidential, you cannot just brought like publicly for massive consumption, so to say. No? So the less mentioned, but the most important person of the most important Lila. So how important should Gadadar be in our lives, therefore? <laughs> mm -hmm. So we are describing many things today about Gadadhar Pandit. For some moments we talk about Gadadhar giving Bhagavad Kata to Mahaprabhu on a daily basis. And Mahaprabhu exposing himself to that influence to receive the bhakti samskaras he requires to become successful in tasting Radhava. You follow? Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but Krishna needs to receive certain very specific Bhakti samskars, devotional impressions to taste Radhava. And he can only, if, I mean, if he wants to, to taste Radhava, the Bhakti samskars he needs to receive 
should be coming from that person, from Radha. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's only one person, if you will, who have that experience of Radha Bhav, and that's Radha. So Krishna needs to receive those samskars from her. Who in Gorlila appears as Kadadar. So that's why Mahaprabhu is exposing on a daily basis to Gadad receiving Gadadar samskars, so to say. Bhakti samskar from Gadadar. So we mentioned how after tutoring Mahaprabhu for some time, Mahaprabhu became more and more able to relish Radha Bhav. And the more this happened, Mahaprabhu, uh, sorry, Gadadar disappeared behind the curtain. Being very happy seeing no? his beloved being successful in his adventure, as we were mentioning. No? This is another topic, but this may go in another direction. You today spoke about Gorlila as an adventure. And uh, and one name for uh, for Bhagavan as the great adventurer is uh, Urukram. No? So in this Atmarama verse from the Bhagavatam, Atmaramas Chamunayo Nirgrantapi Urukrame. That's a famous verse from the Bhagavatam. And once one, one day the inspiration came. I mean, it was not in my plan, but the inspiration came. <laughs> that this Admarama verse ultimately has to be talking about Mahaprabhu. It came. Of course, I didn't have an, any idea in which way to justify that, but... But eventually, they, the different inspirations came, and then I talked with some Sanskrit devotee scholars to see, I, I'm too crazy speculating all this, or there, it's possible that the, the grammar of the verse fits that. Hmm. They gave blessings to that possibility. And one of the main words that triggered that was the word Urukrama in this verse. Because Rukram again is the great adventurer. <laughs> and again, Krishna's Mahaprabhu is the greatest adventurer. He's in the greatest, greatest adventure he can ever be. So he's tasting Radhavav. Gadada is again disappearing behind the curtain. Mahaprabhu is bathing himself in the glory of his success. And Gadada disappears completely. So we need to we need to have the proper right to appreciate Gadadhar in his disappearance. That's even more glorious than Mahaprabhu's tasting of Radhavav, so to say. <laughs> With all respect, of course, to Mahaprabhu's tasting of Radhavav. So sometimes the example is given, like when a father is instructing the child, like teaching the child to ride how to ride the bicycle. So in the beginning, the father will be with the ch with the child next, no, like taking him along with the bicycle because if not, it, no. but eventually he will like let the child. But he will be close, and when he sees that the child starts like to become anistita, <laughs> the father will be quick to more and more till he sees okay, the child now can. No? So the father will not be close to the child. Because that will be disturbing for the child. He will be at the distance, but he still will be looking. Oh, how nice my child, how nice he rides bicycle. No? 
delighting himself at the distance. So similarly, Gadadhar Pandit is instructing Mahaprabhu to Radhabhav, person to person, daily basis. And gradually, Mahaprabhu starts to ride the Radhabhav bicycle, so to say. <laughs> and Gadadhar disappears, but he's at the distance witnessing that. No. Even if physically he's not there in Samadhi, he's having darshan of Mahaprabhu's experience. No. Even if to say that every day after Gadadra instructs Mahaprabhu in Gambira, uh, sorry, in Totagopina, Mahaprabhu goes to Gambira, Gadadra is not going to Gambira, but from Totagopina, Gadadra is witnessing his inner vision, how well Mahaprabhu is doing his homework, so to say. <laughs> Of course, again, when we are saying Gadadhar is delighting in the distance of Mahaprabhu's tasting of, of Radhabhav, the, the, his delighting also will take a form of deep suffering. Why? Because remember, Gadadhar is Sri Radha. And Sri Radha cannot tolerate even one drop of perspiration falling in the face of Krishna. Huh? When she sees a drop of perspiration, she immediately thinks like, similarly to how the manjaris will see a drop of perspiration in Sri Radha and think, what we have done wrong? Why she's trans? Why is she perspiring? Some anxiety is there. No? So similarly, Sri Radha is very concerned, even if a drop no, of perspiration is falling. But now in Gorlila, it's not only one drop of perspiration falling, no. But Gadadhar knows my beloved now is hitting his face on the wall and bleeding and rolling on the ground and falling. <laughs> no. So in one sense, Gadadhar is delighting, in one sense, happy for the success, but the price of the success is <laughs> very intense. And of course, that's why Mahaprabhu was covered by the halo of Sri Radha as well. With her hue. So also we we talked today a little bit about Tota Gopinat, no? because the question came like how Gadada Krishna Chandra represent how Gadada could could tolerate almost a year in separation of Mahaprabhu. And and we mentioned this idea, no, that Tota Gopinat was actually. Hmm? The, the heart of Mahaprabhu coming outside. Hmm? Mahaprabhu in Radhabhav, hmm? experiencing Krishna. And that Krishna experiencing Radhabhav by Mahaprabhu is manifesting outwardly in the form of Tota Gopina. Hmm? Hmm? Many times it is said in our tradition that the deity is first realized in Samadhi and then manifest outside, right? The, the, the particular form it's taking externally, it's just the form that is residing in the heart of the sadhu who is invoking the presence of, of the Lord there. So similarly, in this case, what Mahaprabhu was experiencing is taking the form of, of Tota Gopina. So when Gadadhar Pandit is seeing Tota Gopinath, he's kind of realizing, oh, 
Mahaprabhu is successful, basically. <laughs> you have realized my moods properly. You are experiencing yourself, as Siddhamara says to Abhiraha, Krishna in the mood of Radha experiencing Krishna. <laughs> you are doing your homework nicely, basically. <laughs> and then, of course, again, Toto Gopina becomes a istadev of, of Nadar Pandit. In other words, Gadadar is worshipping the success of Mahaprabhu. Gadadar is worshipping the heart of Mahaprabhu. What Mahaprabhu is experiencing and takes a form, Gadadar is worshipping that on a daily basis. Hmm. You understand the point? So here in... in, in yeah, in, when Gadadar is worshipping Tota Gopinath, actually what we have is Radha worshipping Krishna's heart. No? No, because Mahaprabhu is Krishna and he has succeeded in experiencing Krishna through the mood of Radha. So Gadadhar is worshipping Krishna's Mahaprabhu's success, basically. No? The fruit of Krishna's success, Tota Gopinath. Tota Gopinath is like the embodied confirmation <laughs> that Mahaprabhu tasted Radha Bhav, so to say. And it's still with us. We can have darshan there if, if you go to Puri. No, it's, for me, it's my favorite place in, in the whole Jagannath Puri. I mean, difficult to say my favorite, but in this case, I, I don't have too much doubt about it. <laughs> Tota Gopinath. I mean, incredible, other beautiful places for sure. So, inter and interestingly enough, again, Tota Gopinath is personifying the heart of Mahaprabhu, his success. And when Mahaprabhu is closing his own lila, he is, it is merging into that deity. The Tirubhav of Mahaprabhu is in Tota Gopinath. Because Tota Gopinath is his Mahaprabhu's own heart. It's what he's all about. That's what Gaur Lila is all about, tasting Radhavav. So Mahaprabhu enters there and continues his lila and manifests. Hmm? And again, this Tota Gopinath was the Istadeva of, of his most beloved. Also, that's an asset. One Mahaprabhu entered Tota Gopinath because Tota Gopinath was worshipped by Gadadhar with such love that Tota Gopinath also is holding all the love of Gadadhar that he's offered. So that's so attractive to Mahaprabhu. So he's kind of entering that portal forever, so to say. Hmm? So we have been sharing some of those ideas. I'm still doing the summary from today in the morning. <laughs> Talking how Mahaprabhu is Krishna as much as he can be. No? Krishna is known as Rasaraj. You have heard that statement. He's the king or Rasik Sekar. He's the king of the real tasters of Rasa. But... Technically speaking, that term is to be applied to Mahaprabhu. Because in Vrindavan, Krishna is lacking some experience of rasa. And that experience only comes in Gaur Lila. So then his title, Rasa Raj, becomes fully justified. <laughs> hmm? Full taste, fully tasting the mood of Sri Radha. Hmm? So in that sense, in that sense Mahaprabhu is fully Krishna, fully Rasaraj. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, Sri Gadadhar is fully Radha in, in, in her utmost expression. So, and as we were mentioning also today, uh, this is a very unique, inspiring, for us sadhakas, very inspiring Leela, because here we are seeing both Krishna and Radha adjusting to the need of the moment and being willing to, to shift their mood, so to say, to satisfy the need of the moment. Like we say, Krishna is Purusha, no? Parama Purusha, Purusha Tam. He has Purusha Bhav. But as, as we know, or we will see in Gaur Lila, he wants to take to taste, not Purusha Bhav. So he has to shift. So he's pretty accustomed to how to taste Purushaba. <laughs> but, but he's making all his best effort to enter into the shoes of Paraprakriti Sri Radha. Mm -hmm. And similarly, Radha's Gadadhar is completely willing to adjust her mood to serve her beloved in this unique new new mood side not so much Mamiya Bhav. that was our thinking yeah we will talk about that Dakshin Bhav Gadadhar will be more Dakshin Bhav more submissive Dakshin means like right wing or submissive Bamiya Bhav means like non-submissive <laughs> left wing so Radha is characterized by Bamiya Bhav rebellious and audacious and confrontative <laughs> but but in Gorlila Radha appears mostly in Dakshin Bhav to adjust to the need to the mood of service the need of the mood of service in the Lila hmm. so is uh, in Gorlila it's shifted again or both are in Dakshin Bhav? Yeah, I'll go there in a few minutes if you allow me so, because I was planning to share a little bit of that. Yeah, that's interesting, unique way of, of poor Lila. But the point I want to make, because before I forget that by seeing Purusha Tampur and Purusha shifting to Prakriti Bhav, that's a big teaching for us also. Because we have our own Purusha Bhav enjoying a spirit hmm? at present we are mostly identified sometimes with those needs coming from purusha bhav so in gaur lila we receive that lesson if you want to taste the highest thing you have to do away with your purusha bhav <laughs> like god himself is doing we have some purusha bhav. he has full purusha bhav of course, he's Param Purusha. He can have Purusha Bhav. That's not a problem. <laughs> For us, it's a problem because we are Prakriti. We are not Purusha, but we want to play Purusha. So, Purusha Tam, he, 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 he not only has Purusha, but he has Purusha Tam Bhav. No? <laughs> so, he's doing away with Purusha Tam Bhav to adopt Prakriti Bhav. Hmm? Or para prakriti bhav, more specifically. Hmm? 
And Gadadhar's Gadadhar's Radha herself And again, Angadadar is doing the greatest sacrifice to facilitate that. Not only Krishna is doing a sacrifice to shift to Prakritiva, but Gadadar is doing this greatest sacrifice to dedicate himself to provide that. And we are invited to serve that. Try to imagine. But there is again a price to serve in that realm. As they are doing such sacrifice themselves, we are invited to do our part in sacrifice as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and also, I'd like to repeat something that we maybe briefly mentioned today because I think it's very important to pound that post, which is what we mentioned, that according to the mood in which Bhagavan is, there are so many unlimited forms of Bhagavan, there will be a specific need of service. The more specific... The, the description of Bhagavan, the more specific the need of service. In the case of Mahaprabhu, there is a very specific need of service, ultra specific. Because he's a, in the words of Krishna Das Kavirash Goswami, there is a very nice expression that Krishna Das Kavirash Goswami uses for Mahaprabhu, which is Paratattva Simma. Paratattva Simma, which means. The, the highest limit of the absolute truth, the, the maximum reach. No? That's very interesting. <laughs> no? As Bhagavatam refers to Krishna Swayam Bhagavan, Chaitanya Chaitamta refers to Mahaprabhu as Paratattva Simma. No? As we say today, Bhagavatam will say Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami will reply, Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's the same person. Be careful not to think dualistically two people competing with one another, no? because our mind generally goes there. So, Paratattva Simha, Sri Man Mahaprabhu, he has a very specific need of service. So, for us, there is a very specific service we are invited to offer. As we mentioned, Mahaprabhu is the most vulnerable face of the Absolute, and the most volcanic at the same time, paradoxically. So if we understand what Gorlila is about, we will understand how urgent is the need of service in that realm. Because as I mentioned, if we don't have a very clear idea of who God is, we won't even think about serving Him. There's people who will speak about, okay, God, God exists, I want to go to heaven. But they don't know who God is, what's going on there, <laughs> what they will be doing there. So they don't think too much in terms of serving God. Mostly they think, well, I think I'll be doing in heaven the things that I like the most here. <laughs> but without karmic interruption. <laughs> Which for us will be like a form of hell, basically. <laughs> in the sense of, I will be doing the thing that I like the most, pretty selfish, without interruption. That doesn't sound like very divine. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so without having a clear idea of God, we we do not have a clear idea of who will be there with him. We will think again, I will do what I like the most and God all will be there somehow in some place and he will show up for the Sunday feast or something <laughs> or whatever. Then if you have the, if you go to something a little bit more specific like Baikonta, no, we have a, a more clear description about Narayan in Baikonta. Mm -hmm. uh, but Narayan in Baikonta is Atmaram, which means self-satisfied. He doesn't need anything because he's God. And everyone knows he's God. The awareness in Baikonta is Narayan is God. So, therefore, there's not too much to offer to him in the sense of he doesn't need anything because he's God and he's self-satisfied. So, that's why the prevailing mood there is Shantarasa, which is more like a passive witnessing of the glory of God, but not so much an engagement in Seva. And for those who are somehow engaged in Seba and Baikuntha, which are not all, are mostly those who obtain what we call um, Samipya Mukti, which means residing in Baikuntha as a personal servant. They are not serving Narayan because they feel that he needs something. They are serving Narayan out of a sense of duty. He is to be served because he is God. That from that place, Dasya comes. Oh, he's God. He's to be served. Let's serve him. Default. But they don't feel Narayan is needy. <laughs> now, if we go from there to Braj, <laughs> sometimes it's called Vaikuntavan, the forest inside Vaikuntha, the forest inside the spiritual world. We have a forest and something else is going on there. <laughs> then the, the definition of the absolute is even more detailed, more precise. And the, of course, the degree of love is more intense. So Krishna is still, Krishna is still Atmaram. He's described as such in the very beginning of the Rasa Panchadhyaya in the Bhagavatam. He's Aptakam, Atmaram, self-satisfied. But he's imbued in an experience of love that as we talk these days, make him experience certain needs that come out of love. Hmm? And therefore, the devotees in Vrindavan will serve Krishna hmm? out of a sense of necessity. Not so much, I, I need it, he needs it. No. <laughs> The fall. It's not so much just show the things. Okay, I need to feed Krishna. She feels he needs to eat. No? He's skinny. He's about to die. He never he never eats enough. Of course, that's it. Batsalia, Netra, the eye of the mothers. You never eat enough. No? So it's always <laughs> and so on and so forth. So, so the point is in Brindavan, all the service that is offered to Krishna is out of a perceived sense. Krishna needs. No, like when the gopis hear the flute, actually they are not running behind the flute out of their own personal necessity. 
when they hear the flute, they just hear Krishna agonizing. And the message say, I'm dying in separation of you. If you don't come quickly, I'm over, I'm done. So the gops are running in urgency. <laughs> Again, his need became their need by way of identification. So again, still Krishna is Atmaram, but he's also, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur would say, Pararam, which means supremely dissatisfied, divine, <laughs> divinely dissatisfied. <laughs> he's self-satisfied on some level, but on top of that, he's divinely dissatisfied because love creates its own, its own need for more. So, again, the more we conceive of God as Atmaram, as self-satisfied, the less we conceive ourselves in service to Him. Because He's self-satisfied, there's not too much to offer. There's not too much service necessity. But the more the Absolute is seen as in need because of the, the nature of love creates this need. So the more we get close to a form of God that is needy because of love, the more opportunities of service we will have. <laughs> you understand the logic I'm trying to share? So the closer we get to this Pararam, to this divine dissatisfaction, the more chances we have to offer ourselves in service to assist the divine in that dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. And that and, and service, service in the great in the moment of greatest necessity will create the greatest remuneration for us. That's what that's what Srila Siddhamarsh described when Bhaktivinoda Bhakti Thakur said, I want to die to leave my body in Kurukshetra. Mm -hmm. That's a, a whole other topic. And that's why connected to Gadadhar Pandit's mood of sacrifice. That then we see the, the aligning between Gadadhar and Bhaktivinoda Thakur and when he was worshipping Gadadhar, he says that. Yeah. Because Bhaktivinoda Thakur knew, you know, in the Bhagavatam is described when Krishna meets with the Brajabhas in Kurukshetra. Kurukshetra is known for the Bhagavad Gita, mostly. But for us, there is, a, in one sense, a more crucial meeting that took place there. And that's when Krishna is meeting them for the solar eclipse, with excuse of the solar eclipse. <laughs> and anyhow... That's beautifully narrated, I think, chapter 87 of the 10th canto in the Bhagavatam. 82. 82, sorry. Thank you. So at one point, many things happen. I'm going just to the point. Krishna's meeting with the gopis, specifically with Radha. And Krishna is telling her, well, we can get united again here after so long. He starts talking a little bit nervous and a little bit formal. Where after so long we are together here again, and the gops are like, <laughs> anyhow. So the point that eventually he's inviting Radha to join him, whether to go back with him to Dwarka to join with him at that moment, but of course, 
Sri Radha said, it's not possible. Because where is your peacock feather? Now, Krishna was coming from Dwarka. He was a king. No? He was surrounded by royal retinue. No? You are riding on an elephant. You don't have your flute. You have like a sword. No? You don't have your turban and a peacock feather. You have a crown. So where is Krishna? Where is my Krishna? Radha said. Because you have Braja Krishna, Dwarka Krishna, Mathura Krishna. So Radha's Pranath is one Krishna, not any Krishna. It's very specific. Where is Jamuna? She's asking to Krishna. Where is Govardhan? Where is the forest? Where is Vrindavan? Where is the stage for our Lila to happen? Without the stage, the proper scenario, the drama cannot take place. <laughs> so Shirada cannot meet with Krishna. Although she's next to him in one sense. Srila Siddhar Maharaj gave a contemporary example of that. <laughs> and he says it's like if in a soccer match, <laughs> the ball is about to enter the, how do you call this? Also goal? Okay, the ball is about to enter the goal. And when it's about to enter the goal, somehow someone kicks the ball somewhere else. No? <laughs> so almost there, it's not happening. Now, Sarada and Krishna, they're united after so many years of separation. But the union cannot happen. So, Bhakti Thakur, he's an intimate servant of Sarada. So, he's thinking, oh, my, my Swami must be in such a need in that moment. Such a need of service, support, consolation. She's in front of her beloved, but the union cannot take place. So in that moment, in Kurukshetra, she's in her most needy moment. So Thakur said, therefore, I want to die in Kurukshetra. I want to die in that particular moment of her greatest need. I want to enter that portal and serve her in the moments of her eternal need forever, her greatest need forever. So it's interesting that actually Bhaktivinoda say that, but he never made the practical arrangements for that to happen. So he was making a point by saying that. It's not literally, I want to die in Kurukshetra physically, but I want to leave my body entering into that chamber where my mistress is in, is in her greatest need. And I can give myself because there will be such a need of service in that moment. Where is he saying that? Uh, what's the exact reference? I don't recall it. We can search for the exact reference. I mean, I know from Srila Siddhar Maharaj, he repeatedly will say that. But I don't recall if he shares exact quote. But of course, if he's saying so, it must be somewhere. Maybe some song or something. <laughs> So the point is that he didn't make the arrangement, but he wanted to make the point. No? Let's enter there. Hmm? Let's serve in the greatest moment of greatest need. And Srila Sanat will say, if you serve in the moment of the greatest need, you will receive the greatest remuneration. But he's quick to clarify. And the greatest remuneration will be way more energy and inspiration to offer in service. <laughs> no? It's not some private treasure for me to enjoy separately <laughs> but is i will be blessed for greatest capacity too 
serving, please. So that, that's the situation in the in the higher realm. So much need. No? So much need. And therefore, so much service opportunity. As I say before, we, we think we are needy. But when we will be, be when we reach the plane of divine love, then we will understand what actually what neediness actually means. <laughs> we now think we are suffering. When we reach the realm of divine love, we will really understand what does it mean to suffer. And apply everything else to every other single emotion <laughs> that will exist there eternally in the in the in its original form. So, so, so all not only Radha and Krishna, every each one of our acharyas, all of them have this great need of serve to serve. So that creates in us the opportunity to serve that need. That's the key to of success. Identify with the need, the necessity of service that our masters and mistresses are having and offer our lives there. I always it always comes to mind this beautiful verse, probably at least personally one of my favorites, glorifying Trinam that was composed by uh by Chila Rupa Goswami. That's found in I think Lalita Mada if I'm not mistaken, if not Bidagda Mada, one of the two. Sorry, I cannot contain to recite the Sanskrit. It's very beautiful. So, in this verse, Rupa Goswami, basically he's saying, there is so much nectar contained in these two syllables. He say those two syllables. Krishna. There is so much nectar there. I cannot fathom that. That if I can pray for a blessing, <laughs> generally you won't find Rupa Swami asking for things. But if I can ask for something, <laughs> I will ask for something. I will ask for a million tongues. Because somehow I only have one. And when I my tongue enters in contact with the unlimited ocean of nectar of these two syllables, one tongue is so little, so little to do justice to that nectar. One tongue. But if I can pray for something else, Rupa Goswami is greedy in this verse. <laughs> oh, please give me a thousand billion years because I only have two. No. <laughs> One tongue, two ears, that's better. That's an improvement, it's double. <laughs> and also talks to us about, we can talk a lot, but we should listen, hear more than what we talk. I thought we like to talk a lot, but not learn to listen. We have two, we, we don't have two tongues in one year. We have one tongue and two ears. 
So we can say something, and that's a lesson for me, which I have a long tongue, as you can see, I talk a lot. So I have to, I have to know where to make a nod and hear, and to listen. But Rupa Goswami says, nonetheless, two years is, is too, too little, too, a cruelty of the creator. Why only two years? Hmm? So he's imploring, give me a million years, a million tongues. Hmm? So again, he's very needy. Rupa Goswami is in a greatness. Says he's desperate. Now, this is not just a professional composition that sounds cool, as they say in the United States. It sounds nice. I will pray for a few years and, and tongues more, and that will sound nice. No, no, he's crying, and as Krishna, Krishna Chanda said, they are not composing this, like correcting it and editing, but it's just like outpouring. So, so in the same way, we are to serve Guru, Parampara, Tiger, Vaishnavas, understanding that principle. They are serving the most needy. Therefore, all of this succession is permeated of divine neediness. <laughs> so that's our great fortune because so much service we can offer. So again, Radha's Gadadhar, going back to our topic, <laughs> Radha's Gadar is the best, best example of this. Hmm? We have God, Mahaprabhu, in his most needy moment. Radha Gadadar fully identified with that service necessity. Making that, making that her whole, his whole life and soul. Hmm? Because technically speaking, whatever whenever Shakti Ma and Bhagavan is in a particular mood. It's the, the duty of the Swarup Shakti to see the pleasure of Bhagavan in that particular moment. No? Bhagavan chooses to taste whatever. Being a king like Ramachandra, Swarup Shakti personified will adjust to provide the perfect no? counterpart in the form of Sita. Hmm? But the problem, if you want to call that a problem, of course, not a problem. <laughs> But in most of these appearances of Bhagavan, no? again, Krishna still retains his Purushabhav, no? Ramachandra or other similar forms. But the pro but Mahaprabhu is not, he's Krishna, but it's not in, in the mood of Krishna. Mm -hmm. But he wants to be in the mood of Radha. You understand? In other appearances, okay, Radha dabs as Lakshmi, as Sita. In all this form, she retains the Shakti position, so to say. And Bhagavan retains the Purusha position, and they adapt. But in Gorlila, something strange happened, which is Purusha wants to taste the side of the Shakti. So what the Shakti will do? Will it become Purusha itself, or will it become even more Shakti, so to say? <laughs> no, even more dedicated, in this case, by emptying himself. So that's another way of expressing Prakriti Bhav. No? It's not that, okay, Mahaprabhu wants to take Prakriti Bhav, so Gadara will take Purusha Bhav. So, no, no, in this unique mood of Gaur Lila, Mahaprabhu stays in Prakriti Bhav, and Gadara will go to, to the mega ultra Prakriti Bhav, so to say. <laughs> the highest degree of dedication and emptying himself. Hmm? So as we were mentioning before, in Braj, Sri Radha is 
expressing this bum. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm oh. ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since Krishna Chanda cannot stop translating, we already know what happened. Also. So as we were saying, no, in, in, in Raj, Shirad is expressing Bhamyabhav. No? Left-wing gopi. No? But in Gaur Lila, to fit the demands of the Lila, to serve her beloved in the corresponding mood, she enters into Dakshinabhav. Because that's what will be anukul or favorable in that part, in this particular lila. No? So Shirad immediately knows what's the most favorable possible disposition I can offer in this particular lila. No? As we mentioned, it's not that Shirad has this mode or that mode. No? Her mode is whatever is favorable for Krishna. No? She says in the last verse of Shikshastakam, no, I mean, Krishna can embrace me, can kick me, can do whatever he wants. And basically she's implying, I will adjust to that so I can continue offering service in the most favorable possible way. <laughs> hmm? She has no mood of her own, like separate from what's more favorable to Krishna, basically. So for me also, this will be a, basically a very easy way to to uh, how to say i don't want to enter into debate like spirit <laughs> but there is some some current which proposes that Mahaprabhu, some something called gornagar bhav i'm not here condemning anyone <laughs> but i'm just making it clear that at least in our tradition that's not so appreciated let's say <laughs> based on what is said in chaitanya bhagavat Chaitanya Charitamrita. So Gornagarbab means basically that you try to relate to Mahaprabhu in, Man, in Madhurya Bhav. To have romantic direct interaction with Mahaprabhu in Gorlila. So in, in our tradition, that's a little a little quite like mm, that's not tasteful. Okay. Yeah, Krishna Chanda will put it more straight. <laughs> Because why? why? Why we do not align with that? Because we are, again, on this principle, that's not anukul for the mood of the lila. No? Because if you relate to Mahaprabhu, trying to have romantic interaction with him, you are bringing him back to be Krishna. You are reminding him. You are Nayaka. You are the romantic hero. But Gaur Lila is not about... Mahaprabhu trying to remember that he's Krishna. Gorlila is about Mahaprabhu trying to forget that he's Krishna <laughs> and trying to enter into the mood of Radha. You follow? So if you can't approach him like trying to relate romantically with him, that gets in the way of the main purpose of Gorlila. That's not favorable, anukul, to the Lila. So again, we are to identify with the happiness of the object of our service. So if I know in this Leela, Bhagavan is pursuing Radha Bhav, I will enter into a mood that will facilitate that. But if I remind him, you are a romantic hero, let's have some conjugal enjoyment, that's kind of sabotaging the main purpose of Gaur Leela. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, so, and also personally, I really appreciate how in our particular <clears throat> Bhaktivinoda Paribar, which is the lineage that comes from Bhaktivinoda Thakur, how Bhaktivinoda Thakur has very nicely balanced and presented the position of Kadadar Pandit. It's very unique how in our line, Bhaktivinoda Paribar, Gadadar is being approached and Gore Gadadar Tattva is being approached in a very balanced and insightful way. Because at least what I what I know, I've tried to do some research. In other traditions, there's not too much like exploration of Gore Gadadar Tattva. What does it mean? What's the glories and position of Gadadar Pandit? You won't find that too much. And in other traditions, <laughs> you have the, the, the other extreme, which is Gaur Nagar Bab. Mm. They speak about a lot about Gadadhar Pandit, but in the direction of Gaur Nagar Bab. No? Like making Gadadhar, she's Sri Radha, and she's giving conjugal enjoyment to Mahaprabhu. And, and, we, and we can have that as well. So for me, these are two extremes. Huh? In one, Gadadar is basically not mentioned. And the other, Gadadar is too much mentioned, but not in the proper context. So personally, I found how Bhaktivinoda Thakur and figures like Srila Siddhar Maharaj and other Acharyas have continued like plumbing the depths of this Gorgadadar Tattva in a very like tasteful way, so to say, very accurate. Mm-hmm. Which is very unique to our paribar. <laughs> Not to develop some superiority complex and say we are better than everyone else, but to appreciate the unique jewels coming from, from our family. Mm-hmm. And as we already mentioned, for Bhaktivinotakur, Gorgadadar where there is his istadev. Mm-hmm. That was the the exclusive bhajan chamber of Bhaktinotakur was Gorgadada. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, say, serving Radha in her hour of greatest need. No, when he said this about living in Kurukshetra, but also serving Radha in her hour of greatest need will mean serving Gadada. Bhaktinotakur is serving Gadada, is worshipping Gadada. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. Some thoughts I want to share today. Uh, if possible, can I conclude with one verse? Just one verse, one more verse, which we have once here today. Well, one verse from Chaitanya Charitamrita in this case, which is very simple but very sweet. Uh, it's found in Antilila, or those pandits, researchers, Antilila, chapter 7, verse 164. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the few verses in Chaitanya Charitamrita where something is being said about Gadadhar Pandit. But as, as we were mentioning this day, no, the hinting is there. If you have the eyes to see, a few lines, a few words are opening something very deep and profound. So the verse says like this Pandite Prabhura Prashada Kahana Najaya Gadaira Gauranga Bali Janre Loke Gaya. So, Pandite Prabhura Prashad Kahana Najai. Nobody can say how merciful Prabhu, Mahaprabhu, 
how merciful he is to that other pandit. Yeah, That's the first line. Yes. Nobody can conceive how merciful Mahaprabhu is to Gadadhar. And the second line says, says people know uh, know the Lord, know, know Mahaprabhu as Gadair Gauranga or Gadaira Gauranga, who means the Gauranga of Gadai. So that's the verse. <laughs> so a few minutes we, we try to extract a few, hopefully, some jewels from this ocean. <laughs> no. So of course it, it begins saying how merciful Mahaprabhu is to Gadadhar. And of course we can we can also by implication understand well that's happening because how merciful Gadadhar is to Mahaprabhu. No? Sometimes you have, for example, in in, in Godrum, you in see Gorgadadra of Bhakti Nautakur and some other Gadadra deities. They are different, different mudras. Mm -hmm. no? So in Godrum, Gadadra is like this. So what's, what's the meaning of this? No? Because sometimes also there are some deities of Nityananda like this. But the, the two, the same mudra means something different according to the functions of each of them. A Mahaprabhu many times appears like this, or sometimes appears like, no, one hand up, one hand down. So sometimes the hand up means he's tasting Radhabab, the high, the heights of his inner experience. Yeah, Korite Ashwadan, Raga Marga Bhakti Loke Korite Pracharam. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that verse. This is a verse from Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is speaking Premaras Ashwadan. Mahaprabhu is tasting Premaras. He's relishing that internally. And the hand down, which means he's distributing the result of that tasting. Raga Marga Bhakti Loke Koriche Pracharan. He's spreading the news about Raga Marga, Raga Nuga Bhakti. So we have these two arms of Mahaprabhu, but sometimes Nitai and Gadadhar are like this. So it, it, the, this mudra of Gadadhar and this mudra of Nitai correspond with each of the hands of Mahaprabhu. Huh? Nitai is like this, means he's giving. Mahaprabhu to the world. It has to do with the hand below, below of Mahaprabhu, like what he's giving to everyone. And Gadadhar like this means Gadadhar is giving himself, his own heart rather, to Mahaprabhu. So he can be successful in his lila and takes, taste the hikes of Radha, Radha Bhav. You follow? No? So, so here we are saying how Mahaprabhu is merciful to Gadai, but why? Because Gadadhar is so merciful to Mahaprabhu giving himself completely. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, we could say, uh, to add a further layer of turning, <laughs> no, because yesterday we mentioned the Bhagavatam, when, when in the zenith of the Rasa Lila, Krishna reappears after the Gopi Gita. <coughs> And pronounces this verse again. Napara yam nirabadhyasanjayamsa sadhu kritam vibhudayasapiva 
I will sing the glories of your love. I will try to have that experience. I will try to do something about it. Trying to decrease my debt of love. <laughs> so Krishna is appearing, Krishna is appearing as Mahaprabhu, trying to repay Shirada. But what we can say is <laughs> that in Gorlila, Krishna becomes further indebted to Radha's Gadadhar because she's given more than ever to him on on a new level no he's Gadadhar is giving himself to such a degree to Mahaprabhu the Krishna's debt only increases no? so I will say that's why he'll also go into the second line of the verse that's why Mahaprabhu is called Gadair Gauranga no? the Gauranga of Gadai. No, he's purchased by him. He belongs to him. He's indebted to him eternally, more than ever. <laughs> if Krishna is indebted to Radha in Braja Lila, what is speaking or Lila? Debt is only increasing. Negative numbers, zero. <laughs> Less than zero. <laughs> That's how it works. So this Gadair Goranga is similar to when when Raghunadasko Swami was put under the care of Swarup Damodar, he was called Swaruper Ragu. No, you are now the Ragu of Swarup. No? No, Dasko Swami was instructed by Swarup Damodar. He was given that name. Now you belong to him. So similarly, no? Mahaprabhu was instructed by Godadar, and not only instructed, but eternal in depth. <laughs> So now he has this name, Gadair Gauranga. So just for you to know that Mahaprabhu likes that name a lot. <laughs> Every time you address Mahaprabhu's Gadair Gauranga, you are reminding him of his eternal death of love toward Gadada. And I'm sure he will take a very special glance at you and say, "Oh, you know, you know that about me." <laughs> And you are will and you are willing to assist me in, in, in how to repay this debt somehow? Hmm? Because again, Krishna manifested, although he never began in time, Gorlila to repay Shirada somehow. But now as Mahaprabhu, he's further indebted. It's like a materialist who makes some business, he wants to make some money, but while this he gets further in debt, he takes some debt, but he wanted to make money, but he gets much further. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have the, the perverted reflection over here, what's going on in Nitenavada. Yeah. So we have the eyes to see if you go to, how do you say this place in the United States where they're all making business with the investing and all that stuff? How do you say that in English? Wall the Wall Street. So if you go to Wall Street and you have the eyes to see, you will conclude in Gorlila and eternal yes, depthness of Mahaprabhu. <laughs> this indirectly talking about that. <laughs> the same dynamics are happening eternally in God's heart. 
that's the vision of an Uttam Bhagavat. No, you will he will be in Wall Street relishing early. <laughs> Not to imitate. No, you cannot imitate that. So my point is so to Krishna created this created quote unquote again. No, this Gorlila manifests for Krishna to repay his debts. But he ends he ends up becoming even more indebted. Someone may ask, so what do we need? We need a third lila, maybe to for Krishna to repay the debt or something. Hmm? Someone may ask that. No, we, we may some other manifestation of God needs to come to to make a second attempt of repaying, so to say. <laughs> hmm? Because Krishna is completely indebted, completely overwhelmed as Mahaprabhu, what to do? Hmm? But no, we don't need another lila actually. But what we need is to be of service for that lila that is already there. Hmm? We who may be consider ourselves, we are the most significant creatures in comparison, but somehow we have come to the shores of our lila. Hmm? So by, by the grace of Guru, Sadhu, Parampara, we are receiving the knowledge, the information that such a thing exists. And not only we are receiving that, we are receiving the opportunity to offer some service to Mahaprabhu. Not only by talking about the glories of Sri Radha, which is how Krishna tried to repay his debt, but also by extending that to Sri Radha and Gorlila Skadada and trying to say something about Sri Gadada and trying to offer some seva ideally to Sri Gadada. Mm -hmm. I'm helping in that way Mahaprabhu trying to decrease his enormous debt of love. <laughs> no. It won't decrease, it will still increase. That's how it works. No, that's the dynamics of Lila. It's one thing how we decrease the debt. There's one? One way how we can decrease the debt. Okay. Um, Tell us, please. This, uh, my fucking Mohan told me mm. this. Mm. He said, because Radhika has a very intense desire to increase the service of Krishna. And she wants more to come. And that's why she doesn't make any condition. That's why she's Kahuna Mai. Mm. So now, finally, when Krishna, after being it's so beautiful how you described Mara, so falling more in debt. Uh, to Gadadhar, now he wants to pay back and he goes and spreads the holy name around. Mm -hmm. So actually this is Radhika's desire and so now finally, you know, he's mm -hmm. doing some things and he brings in more souls Servants. to the yeah. eternal service and Radhika is like overwhelmed mm -hmm. by that and she says, now I will Put okay, you yeah. that, you know. A few zeros out, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Does it mean um, this, this Pachalila is not actually something external? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the, the, the deepest conception of the, the notion of preaching, sometimes say, Prachar. You can approach Prachar as we need to get more numbers and more people and more, and more structure. Or you can think, I can help my, my Prabhu to decrease his debt of love. 
by creating more recruiting, you say in English? Recruiting? Recruiting. Recruiting more candidates for the seva of, of Sri Radha, for the seva of Sri Gadada. Because again, there's so much need of service. There's never enough servants there. <laughs> so that's a very esoteric way of conducting. And that's how our, of course, our charities have conceive the notion of prachar. Again, it's not just external expansion, so to say, but it's internal expansion of the circle of service for the needs, the, the deepest need in the, in the lila. No? Although the person who may be here in the class for the first day may not have a clue that's going on. <laughs> that's the actual idea. No? But ultimately, it converges there. Even the person giving the prachar sometimes may not have an idea. <laughs> Or what's the ultimate, the highest intention behind the prachar? But ultimately, it has to, it has to do with yeah, recruiting new members for that inner circle and thus helping Bhagavan decrease his debts, providing more more support for the need of service. So yeah, that should be the ideal spirit to conduct our if we are in, in, in included in that particular area of service, our pracharna. Yeah. Thank you so much for adding that. And I think we, I don't know if there are some questions or comments, or I think we can put the kata to rest. <laughs> I mean, it's always nice to also leave some, some further longing. That may, we may feel that's killing us, but also that's giving us hope for tomorrow and the next day that we can continue but if there are any comments questions maybe more related to the topic i will say maybe we can spend a few minutes Okay, something can be said. <laughs> something may have to be hidden and something may have to be shared. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but generally, the uh, what I can recall, like the first moments I've heard about because of course in day one you don't know you don't hear it in the first day in the temple all the things probably you know? so I, I'm asking forgiveness if some of you are coming here for the first time <laughs> and I hearing all the things and it's like what no so sorry excuse me sometimes too high too low sorry it's so difficult to navigate those waters <laughs> But I remember the first times that I started to hear about Gadadar and Gadadar being Radha. No, like the, the very first description of that was something very like capturing for me. And I personally always have felt lots of like affinity towards Srila Bhakti Raksidar Dev Goswami Maharaj. And uh, from day one, and um, and for Bhaktivinotakur as well. I mean, I don't want like to choose uh, these two, this one, but in, in, in those two directions, there was always some some special thing going on. <laughs> By their grace, again, not my merit. Maybe 
past some scars, previous lives, I don't know. And even if there are past some scars from previous life, that's their mercy. It's not my merit. <laughs> but of course, in time, I came to know, okay, Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Srila Silamaras are very much inclined toward Gorgadada. Bhaktivinoda Thakur is worshipping Gorgadada. He's writing songs. He's elaborating on, on the notion of Nityanavadvip. Like, as the Goswamis... I mean, we will talk more on Bhaktinath Tagore Sabir Bhav, so I don't want to spoil that day. <laughs> but as the Goswamis really ex explored Braj, so to say, Bhaktinath Tagore, that whom we call the seventh Goswami, we call him the seventh Goswami because his campaign has so many parallels to that of the six Goswamis. And one of them is, as the Goswamis explored Braj, the glories of Braj, he explored the glories of Nadia, Navadu. Huh? So many other books, songs he wrote, Kodrum, Bhajan, Upadesh. And Srila Siddhar Maharaj also, he offered such unique insights into the nature of Gadadhar, the position of Gadadhar. Incredible. So, so that was like the beginning, so to say. And, and in time, of course, that creates some affinity, some cold, some some scars, and um, you cannot but be thirsty for more. <laughs> so yeah, so I remember like ten years, or maybe I don't know, more than ten years ago, I don't know, fifteen years ago. But some inspiration came. Like there's so much, so little said about Gadadhar, and at the same time, it's so important. So I want to compile everything that is being said about Gadar Pan into one single place. You know? So I started, I mean, as, as that it's in Spanish. And of course, in time after fi fini finishing, finishing, quote unquote, finishing, <laughs> the compilation, so much more things kept, kept coming. But for me to engage in that particular like research also ended up shedding more like and more like. You know? And, and in time, I, I came to know about some special souls that blessed me with their association who worship Gorgadada, who have that particular affinity. Krishna Chandra Prabhu being one of them. Some other friends, close friends, Tamal Krishna Prabhu also, close friend of mine, and some others. That, that whether they have the Gorgadada as Thakur Jesus deities, or whether they have this like special affinity in that direction. So, and again, in, and in time, further inspiration came to write and to like to, to like to develop some of these ideas, like I've been trying to share today. You know, like trying to like to play out what's the implications of these things that are being said in Shastra in a very. I don't know. I I felt that. That inspiration to to purify myself, engaging in, in that seva on some level, I felt okay. That may be hopefully a contribution to our sampradaya as well. <laughs> so, a few words about that. <laughs> mm, yeah. I have a question. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to know what you think about. Because many worship Gornitai, mm -hmm. and you know, we know 
and there's a special mercy, especially this distributing mood is in Gornitai mm. to get the holy name. Mm. And but from the point of view of Raganuga Bhakti, when you worship Gornitai, actually it's tense a little Sakyaras. Mm. So can one say if one has an inclination for Madhurya Ras mm. and worshipping Gore uh, Tattva in the mood of Raganuga Bhakti, mm -hmm. with a tendency towards Madhurya Ras, can one say that very naturally one will arrive at Gorgadatha's feet? Yes, I'm just looking for a specific quote in that connection, <laughs> but I may not find it. There may be too much to look at. But something from Srila Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj, who is basically who is basically paraphrasing what you just said. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I put, yeah, it was uh, I put in the search option the word Puri for Puri Maharaj, but of course the word Puri from Jagannath Puri is so much. <laughs> it's for a Puri also. So anyhow. But basically, I can find the verse there because Sila Purimash also composed a whole song for Gorodadar. Uh, but basically, yeah, the idea is that the point that you mentioned, you know, those who have an affinity <laughs> for Manjari Bab in Krishna Lila, so to say the parallel corresponding uh, inner worship will be that of Gorodadar. Uh, and, and those who have an inclination towards Takyabab, the corresponding expression of Krishna Balaram will be Gornitananda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I feel like i feel in myself a black and white thinking and i feel like okay when i when i give space to the attraction to gornitai or some impulse in me that i like gornitai then this is lower and i suppress and put away because i feel shame uh, that, oh, no, that's not that, uh, that I'm fallen, uh, and Gorgadadar is more higher, and I want to be there. So, how to mm. overcome well, that? I, or yeah. do you know this kind of thinking or something like that? <laughs> yeah, of so course, as we were talking the other day, that sounds more like racism. As we say the other day, no, like this is a higher thing and everything else is slow, but in a way that is not healthy. Now we become black and white, or as you mentioned, even if there starts to be guilt or shame, and we say that shouldn't be happening. So I think it's important to understand that again, both Nitai and Adada are so close to each other. I'd like to share a few verses. That I, I always like to quote in this connection of how much one loves each other, and how much if you worship one, you have to have so much love for the other, because if not, the worship won't work. Mm -hmm. These are birds from the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Mm -hmm. So there are two verses from Chaitanya Bhagavat 
uh, hmm, hmm, I'm missing the chapter here in the quotation. We can look it later. I'll give it straight the translation. It says, <clears throat> this is the bow of Gadadar. He will never look at the face of someone who offends Nityananda. Gadadar Pandit will avoid to be seen Will Gadar Pandit will avoid to be seen by whomever does not have love for Nityananda Sarup. And then comes the other verses <laughs> from the other perspective. Whomever receives the merciful glance of Gadadar will be able to know Nityananda Prabhu. And with whomever Nityananda is pleased, such a person will be able to know Sri Gadada. So this does not give any place for black and white thinking or this law, this is bad. That's why I concentrate here because the other guy is inferior. <laughs> you have to love all of to love all of them. Because if we miss loving some, we won't be loving the others actually. So the, the challenge is that no that if that I have affinity in one particular direction, that doesn't mean that I'm not loving everything else so that shows that in, we may need still to like to develop the way we conceive we feel we experience because if still is too exclusive it means it's not the natural way how the heart should function mm -hmm. as we mentioned these days if, if i love god i will love everything that is in connection to him and everything is in connection to him everything <laughs> So what to speak about Gadadra and Nityananda? I, I should be loving it. The candle, the harmonium, this cushion, every atom. Because Sambanda, everything is tied to the absolute. So I should have affection for every atom. What to speak of Nityananda? <laughs> so it's important to, to, yeah, to measure our love in that way. If I love God, I should be loving everything else. If I love Gadadra, I should be loving Nityananda. If I love Nityananda, I should be loving Gadadra. If I love Advaita, I should be loving Sriva. That's the nature of love. You, you don't have an excuse to say, I love this so much, but no, there's no but. <laughs> if you love that so much, and that is the center, you have to love everything else. You cannot just love something so much and hate everything else. That's not love. So the, the very definition of love is like, if you really love, there's nothing outside of that. Love is all embracing. <laughs> How to reconcile with those concepts like, yeah, when you are married, then you don't love other, other persons, but then you don't look left and right. So if you are with Gorgadatta, then you don't, oh, no, you, well, you when, don't hate them, but you also don't look at, <laughs> at them. Better you look at them. I, I'm, I'm reading here. If, if you don't look at them, they won't look at you at all. <laughs> And the example you're giving is, 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 is not accurate with all respect because, I mean, you can be married and loving your wife or your husband in a certain way, but it doesn't mean that you cannot love everyone else. You may not be loving everyone else as your husband, but you will be loving it. You can love everyone else. You follow? So you can love Gadadar in a special way, but it doesn't mean that you are not loving everyone else. The love may be different as the love for the wife and everyone else is different, but still it's love. In potential, that's there. Huh? You follow my point? 
Bhakti Nautakur had, had a wife, no? <laughs> Bhagavati Devi. He loved his wife. We won't say he hated his wife or something like that. <laughs> but we won't say either that he didn't love everyone else because he was only limited to love his wife. No, he was loving his wife. He was loving Krishna. He was loving Gorgadar. He was loving everyone. <laughs> but the love and the expression of that will take different forms. That's it. Maharaj, also, the Madhvacharya, he speaks about different Vedas. Like mm. there is a fundamental difference between the soul and God, mm -hmm. between the soul and matter. Mm -hmm. One should see this. And from one soul to another soul, there's fundamental mm. Veda. Mm. But then he says, but there's never a Veda between one form of the Lord and to the other. Mm -hmm. So it, it, yeah. you cannot make... Advaigyan. Otherwise, one have Veda above. Yeah. Yeah, we are being dualistic. Yeah, we are saying that there is more than one God, so to say. We are entering into the dualistic. Veda means difference. So we are thinking, okay, Gadadhar and Nityananda. And, and that's challenging. I wrote the whole chapter in my book about non-dual thinking. Because in our tradition, we have so many forms of God. that if we don't have a proper non-dual foundation, we may... We may end up being polytheistic, like thinking in terms of many gods. And I've seen the devotees doing that. Like, okay, I pray to Nishrimadev, and then Bamandev, and then, but they speak of them as if they are different people. But Nishrimadev is Mahaprabhu. Of course, there is difference in, in Bab, but in Tatwa in, in metaphysical truth in ontology, they are the same person. Follow. So in our tradition, especially dangerous because we have so many forms of the absolute. <laughs> I call this like polymorphic monotheism. No? One God, many forms. No? So we have Dasavatar and so many more. So we can end up thinking polytheistically, like many gods. But no, it's one God many forms mm -hmm. that's what akura says in the bhagavatam uh how is it line bahumurti ekamurtikam bahumurti ekamurtikam ekamurtikam is one form bahumurti means many forms so you are one the same non-dual reality person but you can take different forms Objection, um, with the quotes you cited. Let's start the debate. No, no. it's not a debate. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, it's like, why I should accept this as a guideline um, when I take, when I compare these quotes, uh, I'm not so expert in that, but it's not, this quote is maybe. Which quote? Which quote? Uh, this quote, like, um, which you mentioned about the daughter and Nityananda. Mm -hmm. From Chaitanya Bhagavad, just the last. And you have to speak with Brindavan Dastak or not with me about that. Uh, yeah, but how, how <laughs> maybe you can help how to reconcile. Mm -hmm. um, since it's mentioned in the Chaitanya Bhagavad, and I heard like um, instructions given at the beginning of the work and at the end of the work, they are important. And the subject which is getting repeated. So what you cited 
does this fall into that category that this is a very interesting and a very important instruction that we should not make difference or that the daughter will not look at a person who neglects Nityananda and uh, I don't remember exactly what you say, mm -hmm. but is this so? Is this a very important um, hint? Because it's not written at the beginning, it's not at the end, it's also not in the middle, and it's not being <laughs> repeated. So how important yeah. is this? Um, it's, it's very important. Why? I think you should understand why. Yeah, if you make differences between these two aspects of the Absolute, that's projecting one's own dividing mind into the realm of the non-dual realm. Transcendence is non-dual. Advai Gyantatva. So, of course, there is described in, 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 in that's from Purma Mimamsa, what you refer to these different ways of stating how the statement is important, what says in the beginning, what says at the end. That's a way of giving us an idea, but it doesn't mean that if something is not the beginning at the end and in the middle, we shouldn't, I mean, like to give an example, what's the most important line of the whole Srimad Bhagavatam? For Jiva Goswami, probably Krishna's two Bhagavan Soyam. That's not in the beginning of the Bhagavatam. I mean, one could say it's in the first canto, but it's not in the beginning. That's not the first verse. That's not the second verse. That's not the first chapter. That's not at the end. So we should discard that line because it's not the beginning or at the end. No. So this idea what's at the beginning, at the end, yeah, that's true. But it doesn't mean that whatever doesn't fit to that particular standard is not so important. Again, Gadadhar Pandit. We are talking about Gadadhar Pandit. Does Gadadhar Pandit is mentioned directly in the first verse or in the last? Probably not. Doesn't mean other. That's not important, Gadadhar Pandit. Is he mentioned throughout the whole work? Not so much, actually. <laughs> So what, what you refer to are like general standards to establish the importance of something, but it's not that it's the only way to establish something. So following that criteria, yeah, this verse is from Chaitanya Bhagavad that we quote that very important. Because yeah, they teach us how to address the different forms of the divine without racism, as I said, without this dualistic spirit. Because if we approach that with dualistic spirit, that that very dualistic spirit will prevent us from reaching there, actually. <laughs> it's even contradictory to say, I'm approaching God with a dualistic spirit. You are not approaching God. <laughs> you are going the opposite direction. <laughs> so unless we learn that lesson, which is in one sense basic, we will not get closer and closer will be disturbed by the variety in the lila, basically. <laughs> because we'll start saying, no, I cannot look at that. This is higher, this is lower. Be careful with that group over there. They are our enemies. <laughs> and, and it's not like that. So in, in, in our particular situation, we should appreciate not only Gadadhar and Nityananda. I mean, we should appreciate 
Jatila, Kutila, Chandra, all those who seem to be the bad guys in the movie, so to say. We should understand they love each other even. Even if in the Lila, no, they seem to not like Sri Radha, so to say. That's only on the surface to create some dynamics, but actually they love each other. No, and these leaders were sometimes Sri Radha is about to die. And Jatila comes, Kutila comes, and they cry. Chandravali comes, and they cry at her feet, show their affection for her, acknowledge her superiority. So, so everyone loves each other in, in the spiritual world, to put it simply. No? Everyone loves each other. So we won't enter there if we don't have that same capacity. Yeah. Thank you for your question. <laughs> so, thank you so much. No, thank you. Everything we spoke and heard, you know, that this was a today was a prayer day mm. to them. Yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah, don't, let's not forget this and extension of Radastami. This is our con attempt to continue praising her in this unique form and grasping her glories and his, her multiple expressions of service, basically. No? So, yeah, let's pray. Let's pray today to be blessed too. With some mercy, some adhikar to, to be more and more identified with the necessity of service that, that they are all about. No? Jai Sri Sri Gorgadadar Ji Ki Jai Panditri Gadadar Ji Ki Jai Sri Sachinandan Gaur Hari Ki Jai Sri Harinam Prabhu Ki Jai Sri Sri Radha Govind Ji Ki Gaur Bhakta Chand Ki Jai Gaur Dhamanand Hari Bo Vancha Kalpataru Gisha Kipas Duhi Vacha Patita Nam Pavane Pyo Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrindaki Chai Gaur Hari Hari Bo Hari Bo